This is Stone Cold E.T., and when you're listening to the Ohio Indie Report, what? I said the Ohio Indie Report, what? You gotta listen long, and you gotta listen hard, like the Texas Rattlesnake. Hey, Doug, I think it's about time we put off for the city, man. That looking like we forgot or something. Never that. Man, I'm so Cleveland, it's a goddamn shame. Welcome ladies and gentlemen, this is Pedro DeLuca, and now it is time for your main event of the evening. Introducing your host from Northeast Ohio, he is heavy set, and now here is the Ohio Indie Report. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Ohio Indie Report. And I realize I haven't been telling you my name on all these episodes, because you might be listening in on the late episode, but I am your host, Heavyset. That's right, you can find me on Twitter, at Heavyset330, just as well as you can find this show on Twitter, at Ohio Report. But I am here once again, and the music you are hearing is just, oh, it's, it's heaven to my ears. Yes, we are talking... AIW once again absolute intense wrestling and we're going to do a little bit of review my thoughts my reactions for Hell on Earth 8 this was my one year anniversary show like I've said before and I don't think this show disappointed one bit some minor card changes here and there but I that's really with any wrestling show anymore these days to start things off we had the Beyond Wrestling Showcase like we get treated with from time to time and there was a change and i didn't get everything down it was supposed to be dave cole versus biff buckus unfortunately for some reason dave cole couldn't be there so we got the man known as jaka to take his place and he defeated biff buckus i'd seen jaka before at the beyond wrestling show that was on at turner's hall over the summer i liked him uh one of the funniest moments to me was after the match when he won i was trying to take a picture of him to see like say like this is the guy who won because i did not catch his name and i don't have anybody from beyond's twitter handle um on my account so i did have everything come up real quick and he actually got right in my face as i was tweeting about it so that was kind of funny but i do love what beyond wrestling does denver colorado great guy from the time that i've got to speak with him i do love what beyond wrestling is doing and like i said before i know my boy aaron epic is there i love what he does i think he's a future star and jt dunn who happened to wrestle against Aaron Epic at Gauntlet for the Gold. I really enjoyed uh, their match back and forth. It was a great exposure for these guys, and I would personally wish that someone around Ohio, someone around here, would book Aaron Epic a lot more. I know there was one organization that did, but as far as what I understand about them, the owner slash promoter he uprooted from Ohio and is now living in New York so he's not he's not promoting around these parts anymore so that, that really kind of sucks and that, that takes away some new talent coming around these parts and especially like I said my boy Aaron Epic and I really don't want to take away from what what these guys at Beyond Wrestling did in the match with Jaka and Biff Buckus I like Jaka I want to see Jaka around here more I would love to see a lot of these Beyond Wrestling guys come around more I think them doing stuff with AIW is excellent not only for wrestling not only for this this location of for wrestling, I think it's just flat out awesome and amazing. I fully support what Beyond Wrestling does, even though I don't get a chance to watch a lot of it. 
but they do put a lot of great material on YouTube. So if you get a chance, check that out if you haven't seen any of that. And up next, we have the Submission Squad versus Jock Samson and his mystery tag team partner. And I had a few people in mind of who Jock's mystery tag team partner was going to be. And was I let down? No, sir, I was not. One of my picks was correct. Not my exact top picks, but this wrestler even threw everybody off. I know on Twitter he had said he wouldn't be in Ohio until in, later in the in the year, uh, in December. And, of course, it was none other than Marion Fontaine. In his new old-school boxer gimmick, I absolutely love it. Pretty much marked out when... It was officially Marion Fontaine. And also, Jock and Fontaine are starting up this tag team, and they want to be known as the Old School Express. So, one more tag team to add to the tag team ranks in AIW. When it comes to this match, I love Jock. I love Fontaine. I love the Submission Squad. These guys put on... They put on a show. They put on a show. Well, it's it's a little bit of the comedy wrestling mixed in with some damn good wrestling, period. And it's tag team. People bitch, like I've said before, people bitch about WWE and TNA and their tag team division. Well, AIW's is spectacular. And you get matches like this. And unfortunately, the numbers game uh, didn't work out too well for Fontaine and Jock because it was basically... 3-2, even though Gary J wasn't in the match, uh, his presence at ringside still screwed things up. And now the question is for end of the world, who will be put in that third spot to even things out for the Old School Express? Well, you'll find out on the next episode, if you don't already know, because at end of the world, it will be a three-on-three, six-man tag team match. We'll get more on that into the next episode. And up next, the next match we got was a little bit of one of the the crazy messed up card subject to change matches we seen Roland Alexander versus Davey Vega versus none other than Lewis Linden and personally that I'm thinking I haven't seen Flip Kendrick around lately and if it's true what I heard that you're no longer allowed to have TNA talent on DVDs or televised events so that kind of begs the question of what's going on with Flip because he was supposed to at this point in time you know I was thinking he's supposed to be in the triple threat match for the tag team titles and here's here's Lewis Linden in the triple threat match what the hell's going on it was probably one of my biggest questions to ask from this match with that but Roland Alexander he picks up the victory he pins Lewis Linden to win the triple threat and Roland Alexander is is a beast. He kind of reminds me of the big O meets Ryback, but not as muscular. Not as muscular. Dude's, dude's, dude's got it. But obviously those guys are at an extreme, and he's not nowhere near that extreme. Roland Alexander, 2-0 in AIW. Will he make it 3-0? We'll find out at the end of the world when he gets a one-on-one -on -one match against the man he pinned at Hell on Earth, Lewis Linden. And the next match we got was Ethan Page with Silesia Sparks in his corner versus Colin Delaney. Now, uh, recently Colin Delaney has uh, has basically stepped things up in his life. He is he has stopped drinking. He seems to be exercising more and really focusing on his career in wrestling. And I'm telling you, 
after only seeing him about a month or so ago. Before this, the change is there. He looks excellent. This is not the Colin Delaney you knew in WWE. This is a better Colin Delaney, in my opinion. But to sum things up really quick in this match, Ethan Page gets the victory over Colin Delaney. And at one point in this match, Ethan Page actually taunted Colin about the, the no-drinking thing, trying to get him to drink some, I think it was Southern Comfort that Silesia went from the bar and grabbed, but uh, proved unsuccessful. And Ethan Page is another guy making a name for himself in AIW. As of late, especially with Silesia Sparks at his side, and out next, Gregory Iron and Veda Scott came out with Southside St. Clair, and basically Gregory Iron called out Tim Donst and demanded an AIW title match. And also at the same time, Veda Scott was demanding a women's title match against the champion, Allison K, AK-47. Well, Matt Wadsworth comes out and doesn't see it exactly the same way, but does grant Veda Scott and Gregory Iron both a title match. And that title match would be versus the Batiri. That's right. A tag team title match. Not a women's title and an absolute title match. No, a tag team title match. And I think the one of the important things to remember about this match is Gregory Iron has the four count. You have to pin him to a count of four to win the match. And even the Batiri fell for this. They, they pinned him for the three count. But it, it has to be four. And just remember with this match, you know, a lot of people, once again, they bitch about tag team wrestling and women's wrestling not being used in a WWE or TNA. But another thing that AIW does is man on women violence. Yes, we've seen the Batiri pretty much try to beat the crap out of Veda Scott, but it all did not prove successful as your new AIW tag team champions. The tag team now known as Hope and Change. Veda Scott and Gregory Iron. One thing that I want to touch on a little bit. As a fan of AIW and as being at the show, being at the show front row, mind you, tweeting about what's going on at Ohio Report that you can follow on Twitter. But I want to talk about the little promo that Gregory Iron cut. I, I need to go back and listen to it all the way. Because sometimes, as I'm, pr- I'm pretty much multitasking, I didn't catch everything that Gregory Iron said. And I want to I see on the DVD what the reaction was. I You could tell um, when everything first started, Veda Scott first comes out, cuts a mini promo, and then introduces Gregory Iron, and Gregory Iron comes out to an old CM Punk theme that he used in ROH. Now, you could tell that he was, the whole thing, he was copying CM Punk because he had his, you know, his, his, his hands and arms taped up like CM Punk does with the X's on them. And... It was very much reminiscent of Punk's farewell speech to Ring of Honor. And being a heel right now in AIW, when Gregory Iron gets the microphone, he says a couple things and he's sick of the time. Him and I know Johnny Gargano were both kind of sick and congested uh, when they were talking. Uh, but Gregory Iron you know, had that sound and I think the first thing that just came to his head and he said he had throat cancer and he was retiring from wrestling. Okay, I understood this as... Gregory Irons pl- playing this off and blah 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 and whatnot. Well, I don't think anybody there took it that way. And uh, personally, I've gone on record to say, you know, I didn't know. I'm a new fan, uh, fairly new in local independent wrestling. I never got to know, know JT Lightning, but I have, I have tons of respect for the guy. I've 
looked up what I've can. I've read some interviews, listened, watched some interviews that are on YouTube from him, and I, I respect the hell out of the guy because I look at this, what's around us, and I thank him for it. But the story with JT Lightning is he he died from throat cancer, and there's people that have found it disrespectful that Gregory Iron did said and did such a thing, but it's. I look at it as when you're in wrestling, we all know, you know, it's fake and whatnot. You gotta remember that if this is a show, it is no different than a TV show, a movie, or even a Broadway show. It's just, your actors, it's 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 going at it everything a different way, but in, the, in essence, it is the same thing. That's my own personal view on it. And I believe you can almost say anything you want uh, with some certain lines. I think, you know, what WWE did with the whole Jerry Lawler and Heart Attack, CM Punk, Paul Heyman thing, I'm perfectly fine with it. And I had someone in my family die of a heart attack. Um, actually, a very sudden heart attack. But it's still, I understand that it's a show. And, you know, you got to separate real life and wrestling. And, you know, I, I witnessed Gregory Iron get attacked for this line. And it, it was by, you know, mostly people who weren't at the show. And one thing that I, I don't talk about too much is, you know, as as an AIW fan, I have witnessed AIW fans chant some pretty messed up things to Gregory Iron. Even when he was a face, and that which pretty much caused his heel turn, I mean, they chanted some pretty fucked up shit. I mean, does Gregory Iron hold ill will towards the fans that chanted him? Uh, probably. That's, that's, his, that's his business. But the fact is, you're not going to report about that. Everybody out there is going to tell you this one thing and how, how bad it is, the people who are reporting it. And frankly, it's ridiculous. And everybody in in wrestling wants this Attitude Era back. They want ECW back. Personally, my belief is shut the fuck up because it's never coming back. And as soon as someone gets something equivalent to that, something headed towards that direction, you know, it's it's in bad taste. You know, the whole Jerry Lola heart attack thing and now this. You know what? It's fucking wrestling. Learn to separate the two. And I mean, if you, you want to say, like, I've heard wrestlers say that, you know, you know, there's better ways to get heat and that's, like, disrespectful, that's that's your own opinion. If you are a wrestler and you're going to say that, I respect what you're saying, but understand that that's your own opinion. Just remember that. And I have my opinion. I might be a fan, and I am nowhere near in the wrestling industry, but what I'm doing is I do this show, I do what I do on Twitter, at Ohio Report, to help support wrestling, and I do wrestling, so much stuff on wrestling, it's not even funny. Some call me, some can call me a super fan, one wrestler even referred to me as a mark. Honestly, whatever. But I don't cover that wrestler on my show. He has never been at a promotion at a show that I've gone to. So let, let, let that say something. But th that's getting off hand. Like I was saying, your new AIW Tag Team Champions, Hope and Change, Veda Scott and Gregory Iron, and that led us to our intermission of the evening on a very a very low point for some fans because it was very much a shock that Veda Scott and Gregory Iron won the tag team titles. But we come back, and it's Allison K, AK-47, versus Casey. Now... I'm, I'm the firm believer going into this that AK-47 is a badass, and there's there's not going to be many people that's going to beat her right now. I don't believe she's had an opponent that I'm like, okay, this person could beat her. But I think it, it should be known that it, she is legit. And she made Casey tap. I mean, what was a, a very excellent match, but I 
just like AK-47, we want I want to see her get get a better opponent. And what we got next, which was supposed to be a triple threat for the number one contenders for the tag team titles, uh, which was now just a normal match of Euthanasia versus the Irish Airborne. The Irish Airborne, Dave and Jay Christ, and Euthanasia, the legendary Matt Cross and Josh Prohibition. If I'm correct, I swear these guys have gone against each other uh, recently here in AIW. And... This this is a match of Ohio to me. This is actually two of my favorite tag teams in AIW going against each other. And, well, then again, I think I like a lot of these tag teams in AIW, but these, these are Ohio boys. You have M-Dog Matt Cross, Josh Prohibition, representing Cleveland, and then representing more of the, the western side of Ohio. If, I, if I'm correct, they're from Dayton. You have Dave and Jake Christ. What more can be said about these tag teams? These tag teams are amazing. And once again, great tag team action that came out of this one. And then, of course, the winner of the match is none other than M-Dog Matt Cross and Josh Prohibition, collectively known as Euthanasia. They are now the number one contenders to the tag team titles. And that brings us to the end of the world. Where we're going to see Euthanasia versus Hope and Change for the AIW tag team titles. For the AIW tag team titles. And then up next, fantastic match. One, another reason to buy the DVD, if you don't have enough already, we get, for the first time ever, ever, we get Johnny Gargano versus the unbreakable Mike Elgin. Words do not describe this match, but Johnny Gargano comes out on top by making Mike Elgin tap out. Oh, it was, it was absolutely crazy. A definitely must-see match. And then, we're finally, we're down, we're down two matches left on the card. And uh, it didn't happen exactly the way we thought it would be, but we got the eight-man tag team match first, which was, of course, Nixon versus Team AIW, and you had, on the Nixon side, Ricky Shane Page, Eric Ryan, and Bobby Beverly, and remember, mystery tag team partner, going up against Tim Donce, BJ Whitmer, Eddie Kingston, and another mystery tag team partner. First out was Nixon, and with them, they brought, of course, the Duke, and the Duke cut a little spiel, uh, talking about the list. And the man that he brought out was a, is a man who showed up to an AIW event in a, in a suit and dressed in a limo, and it didn't match who who he was, so it is why he got put onto the, quote, list. So, Nixon's tag team partner was none other than the Necro Butcher. Well, this leads to Team AIW coming out and talking about the list works both ways, and their tag team partner is none other than former Nixon member Chris Dickinson. Now, one thing you got to remember about this match is that all the all the chairs from the ringside were taken away. I mean, this is legit. Everybody took their their chair, hung it up uh, on the side where uh, all the steel chairs were, and we stood for the whole match. And holy, holy shit! There was I mean, Necro Butcher when he was coming out. He took a chair, was taking a chair to his own head, and trust me, just thinking about it gives me a headache and going on to the match as it progressed all most uh, I'm, if i'm correct all these guys got cut open and the worst by far the worst was eric ryan it just just pouring if you check the feed at ohio report you can see some of the pictures i, I took much, many more pictures 
it, it is completely shocking to how much blood that was dripped. I even uh, used the joke that it was uh, that the match looked like it was from Dexter Morgan's wet dream come true with hashtag blood everywhere. Most of the match was on the outside, but finally they got into the ring and us fans, you know, trying to get get away from all the, the pools of blood that were on the ground, uh, stood there trying to uh, enjoy the rest of the match that was actually in the ring. And I thought there, there, there was one point when Johnny Gargano came out for a save because, I mean, there, there, there was a whole lot of mess going on and, and if i got it correct chris dickinson end up getting to fight with whitmer so you know they were taken away and that the numbers game was hardcore onto the nixon side so johnny gargano comes out for a save help even out the numbers a little bit and johnny gargano or someone else goes for the pin i'm really sorry for not having 100 best notes it'd be great if i could sit down and rewatch the dvd but you got Johnny Gargano going for this pin, or whoever went for the pin, and a new referee comes out, and they have a Nixon mask on. They count to two, they stop the match because Johnny Gargano is not, he's not a legal competitor, so it was Nixon won by disqualification, he pulls off the mask, and it is none other than referee Tom Dunn. Tom Dunn making his return. AIW. Quite, quite, quite a shock. And it just, it just is going to lean more into this whole Nixon AIW storyline that has been developing for quite some time. And we're probably going to see more at the end of the world. And up next, it was time for the new main event of the evening when we got AR Fox and ACH in an Iron Man match. An Iron Man rematch. And to do a really quick summary of it all, ACH was first to go on the board with, with a pinfall. He ended up getting another point by making AR Fox tap, so he was up 2 to nothing. AR Fox managed to start a comeback by gaining one pinfall and then gaining a second pinfall, so they were tied 2-2. Two to two going into to the final, final minutes of the match, and with a last-second countout, AR Fox beats ACH in the 30-man Iron Man rematch, 3-2. This match, you know, no one was expecting it to be the spot that it was in, but, you know, it ended up getting that main event spot, and I think it held really, it held up really well with the eight-man tag match. Uh, I think at the, the beginning, everybody was kind of dead because of what we went through with the eight-man tag match. But as the, you know, the match went on, as the half hour went on, we got more and more interested into the match. By the end of it, we were all hooked. To, to put it quite simply. Uh, but once again, AIW puts on another excellent show, uh, top to bottom, excellent card. Surprises, twist, unannounced match change, you know, it was all there. Classic, classic AIW event. I definitely enjoyed myself, and I think if I were to give a match of the night award, I, uh, you know what, I'm gonna have to go with that eight-man tag match, especially with, you know, Gargano coming out, the blood being everywhere, Tom Dunn being the, a Nixon referee, so the world of Nixon is building, especially with the referee in their pocket. There's There was so much going on in that match. Quite memorable. The Nixon storyline, everything going on with Nixon, is one of the best reasons to watch AIW. I, of course, I enjoyed what was going on with Fontaine and Jock Sampson, and especially going up in the Submission Squad. Uh, those are some of my favorites. Oh, and of course... Gregory Iron and Veda Scott, Hope and Change, winning the tag team titles, and completely shocking probably 90%, no, 99% of the crowd. Uh, I definitely enjoyed it, AIW. It's, it's, it's a show that you have to come see. You are not going to be disappointed for the price of a mission. Trust me, you're going you're gonna to want to come back month after month, a show after show, just, just like I do. But that will do it for me in this very long episode, and hopefully here soon, here very shortly, I will have for you the preview episode 
for Hell on Earth with a special guest that I'm not going to say until I get recorded. And this is the Ohio Indie Report. Thanks for listening. everyone. I am here in Cleveland, Ohio. I am recording this on a cell phone. I have a beard. I have a pink hoodie. And I'm 25 years old. I am also a world champion. You may know me as Johnny Gargano. And you are listening to the Ohio Indie Report. Okay. Now I'm going to do this again. Because you're going to edit it. So you're going to hear this again. Again, I'm going to edit it. Uh,